Welcome to the Starting Equipment Podcast. I am Jared, the Forever Game Master, and today, it's just me. If you listened to our last episode, you know that we are between seasons, but don't worry, every week one or two of us will be coming to you with one of these short episodes, these one-shots if you want to be nerdy about it. These are going to be short 5 to 15 minute episodes about topics that one of us or two of us are passionate about. As the Forever GM, I'm here to talk to you about one of the things that I think is most difficult and I am most passionate about, and that is getting your campaign off to the right start. Look, there are thousands of different ways to do story hooks and to do interesting lead-ins to individual storylines for your campaign. The hardest part is how do you start from nothing? It's like being a writer and you're sitting here looking at a completely blank page. It's intimidating. And far too often I see game masters rely on the absurdly overused trope slash cliche, the party of strangers gathers in a tavern and is approached by a mysterious benefactor. It's gotten to a point that this is the start that a lot of official modules for campaigns and settings use. I think that that is a little absurd. Not that this can't be useful, but I just think that this puts all of the work on your players. You've given them nothing to make them a party. You've given them nothing to know who each other's characters are other than whatever basic description they gave themselves before you started. And so rather than come up with some really interesting hook, you have asked your player to do all of the work themselves. Instead of you staring at a blank page and having to come up with a start, you are now having all of your players stare at five blank pages and hope that something good happens. And eventually it will, and you get over the awkwardness of this start, but it just makes it take way longer. I think that there are three really good broad categories of ways to start a campaign that skip this awkwardness entirely, or at least really cut down on it. The first is the in media res start which is Latin for in the midst of things. Now, I promise I'm not going to use Latin much, or I guess hopefully never again on this podcast, but it's a literary term that means the practice of starting a story by plunging your characters into a crucial situation. This is really good because it can take total strangers of your characters and form them into a unit by just making them work together to survive or solve a problem. You start your story in the middle of a race by pirates or whatever your setting is, right? Like the goblin raid has attacked your village or if you're playing exalted, the fair folk have come. We must all now fight and your characters exalt right there and become the heroes that they were always meant to be. Whatever it is, by having the action start before the story starts, you give your characters something to do. You give them a reason to work together and then you give them a shared experience to build off of and then you already have that camaraderie. This gets it's rid entirely of that awkward, well, how does your character interact with the world? Because before your characters ever have to interact with each other in a social, completely player-driven situation, they have already interacted with each other in conflict. One of my favorite examples of a GM using this in a game that I was actually involved with was we were playing the old school Star Wars RPG and our GM had us start in the middle of The Empire Strikes Back. We were escaping from Hoth 
in the Empire's attack. We were on that base and we had to find our own way off. And not all of our characters were rebels. We had different groups. But here you are all with the same goal in the same dramatic situation. And by the time we had escaped, we were already a group that had a reason to stick together. One of the hardest things when making characters is you all come from different backgrounds and have different goals. So why are you working together? Well, here we had all just escaped the Empire together. We had run a blockade together. We had shot down stormtroopers together. And so we had a reason to be a unit, even if we hadn't before the first session. The second major way to start a campaign that's really interesting, I like to call it the mutual obsession method or mom for short. Not that it necessarily has to be an obsession, but you give all of your characters a common goal and make sure that for whatever their motivations, they start by they are all pursuing something. I don't know if any of you have watched the TV show Leverage, but they have an episode of that in the second season when the team comes back together. They are all robbing this museum for their own causes, like their own reason to be there robbing it and their own way of robbing the museum. And then they come to realize, oh, I'm robbing the museum, but so are all of these other people. And that's what brings them back together. So for example, let's say you're running a monster hunting game. Let's use Hunter as an example. Not that you need to know anything about that system for this example to make sense, but you're running a monster hunter game. You're regular people hunting monsters. Okay, well maybe you each are tracking the monster in your own way and you don't know that other people are looking for it until you all meet each other in your attempts to hunt down the monster. When I run a campaign like this, what I tend to do is I, in front of the group, have each one essentially do like a five minute solo session with me as, okay, player A, let's get you into this alley or wherever we're gonna have the meet. And how are you investigating what got you there? Okay, player B, we're gonna do your investigation and how you got there. And so now we've seen five little short snippets that I kept very short so the other players didn't get bored that have showed us a little bit about their personality, have showed us a little bit of their skills. You know, the investigator was looking for clues. The literary person, a cultist, was using their arcane knowledge. The fighter bullied somebody for information, whatever it is. Everyone has shown a little bit of their skills. We've kept it short and now we're all in the same alley to hunt the same monster and have that moment of, are you the monster? Am I here for you? Oh no, you're a potential ally. And besides, I'm a regular person hunting a monster. It sure would be good if I had friends and didn't get murdered immediately and left for dead. That's the advantage of this type of start. The last way to start your campaigns that I really enjoy is the past history. This is sort of like in media res, except you're not starting in the middle of action. It's just your players have already known each other for a long time. Some settings and games want you to start like this and have some rules about making this more fluid. And so some of those I've taken and when I want to run the past history, I will sort of explain to the characters how long they've been together, what they have been doing. And then I will ask each player to give me one story or fact about a meaningful moment they have shared with another character before we've started. And so every player picks two, or if we only have a small number of players, maybe one of these moments for each other character. And so by the time everyone's gone around and do this, we have a shared experience of, okay, I've told you that you are hunting monsters together. And here are 15 short stories that you've now told each other of exciting moments you had hunting monsters together. And that gives us a place to start that isn't this blank piece of paper. What I'm trying to avoid is just leaving your players to do all of the work. I'm not saying that that tavern meetup can't ever work. And there are some amazing stories that have started that way. That's basically the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. 
That's basically how those stories start. The wizard shows up and gives you a mission. Huzzah! But the problem with doing that specifically with a role-playing game is you have now put all of the pressure on your player. Role-playing games are improvisational storytelling. They are group storytelling where you are all coming up with it on the spot and figuring out what your adventure is going to be. And one of the key tenets of improv is the idea of yes and. If you watch advanced improvisers do their thing, you'll see that a portion of the time they do actually say no to their scene mates, but there's always the and. What I mean by that is they're never just going to stop the action by saying, no, you're wrong, and then waiting for their scene mate to come up with something new. They're going to say, no, that wasn't a burglar. Or at least it wasn't just any burglar. It was our neighbor, blah, 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 blah. And so it's not that you have to agree with everything that your fellow players say. Sometimes minor genial character conflict is like really fun. And certainly disagreeing with as personality is on what the best course of action is, is really fun. But you want to make sure that whatever you as a storyteller give your players, it sets them up for success. It gives them a way to move forward without feeling a lot of pressure. And you want to, as much as possible, set up your players so that they can help each other in the same way too, so that they don't have to put pressure on each other. And so doing this sort of past history thing, where before you even get started, before the action begins, you can even do this as part of session zero. Say, okay, next time we're going to come and I want everybody to have a story that they have shared with another character before we start. And so everybody will have these moments and it will guide and no one will feel the pressure and you will just be able to hop in already a well-tuned organization. That's all I have for you today. I am Jared, the forever game master, and today I have been the starting equipment podcast. Thank you for listening. Next week, there will be another mini episode delivered to you by one of my fellow co-hosts. Thank you for tuning in and have a great week.